Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to episode number 517 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's KB coming at you from Underground Studios and joining me, by the way, of the Pitts Cave, the man, the myth, the legend, the people's champ, the host with the most, Mr. Patty Pitts, post Southie St. Patrick's Day Parade. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, you text me, uh, you were like, yeah, pod tonight. And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty banged up. You're like, great. I'm like, okay, let's ride. Like, I, I as long as you're good with it, I just, we had a day for ourselves. And uh, we celebrated my patron saint's holiday in the best fashion that we could. It was your uh, day. It really was my day. You uh, are St. Patrick. I mean, of course, that's what we got right there. The green, we got, you know, we honor him with our medal, our little Iron Man little right there thing we put uh and i'm not kidding you that was one of the most fun parade experiences i i had especially doing uh the you know little pits on the street vlog whatever you want to call it and interviewing somebody and then out of nowhere uh my cousin comes up to me and goes pat and i'm like what's going on it's like you're interviewing my friend i'm like this okay why are you here pits on parade at the parade it was dude it was like a multiverse of madness it was just absolutely incredible we'll get we'll uh we'll let Pitts give a teaser of that at the end of the show but we got a lot to dive into tonight i'm glad we waited to record this i was going to record this earlier in the afternoon i was like you know what i'll wait until world baseball classic is kind of winding down team usa playing with a chance to go uh to the final obviously uh, but then we had breaking Eagles news, so it was perfect that we waited. We're going to dive into all that. We're going to dive into Sixers and Celtics because obviously Pitsy being Boston man, we, we got some beef right now. We got, we got a two seed to fight for, which is very fun. Uh, company wise, we're going to talk about the Sixers. Uh, we'll dive into, uh, the old underground madness, which the glue guys will also be talking about this week. It's been a unbelievable NCAA tournament. We'll dive into that. We'll dive into the World Baseball Classic. Trey Turner turning into Captain America right before our eyes. Uh, but before we get started, Underground Sports Philadelphia is presented by the city of Vineland, our new presenting sponsor. And whether you're a company looking to expand, relocate, or you're a new business startup, selecting the right location is critical to your success. Vineland, New Jersey offers both an affordable business location and an excellent quality of life. The city's economic development department is a one-stop source for moving your project through the development and approval process, and their goal is to make this process as smooth as possible and to provide the fastest turnaround times in the region. If you are considering a potential lo- uh, considering potential locations for your operation, contact the Vineland Economic Development Team at 856-794-4100.
That's 856-794-4100, Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. And make sure you guys are following us on the socials at Underground PHI, Twitter, Instagram. We just cracked 3,300 followers uh, this past week, so shout out to the 3,300 and counting over on the tweet machine. Go follow us on Instagram as well. We've been hella active on Instagram over the past couple of months at Underground PHI. We're closing in on 400 followers over there, trying to build the IG space up there. You can uh, follow us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash PHI. Follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311 and on Instagram at KBIZZLE11. Follow Pitts on Twitter at Pat underscore Pitts and at Pitsy35 on Instagram. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you decide to get your podcast. We are there. Leave a five-star rating and review. It does go a long way for helping the show continue to grow, takes it to new levels that we're trying to take this bad boy in 2023 and beyond. So go subscribe, YouTube.com or Apple, Spotify, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's where you get full video episodes of all of the podcasts on our network, including this show twice a week. You also get clips, live streams, original content, all of that on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at underground sports, Philadelphia. Also big thank you to our amazing local sponsors who also make this show happen. Main auto LLC security, 21 security systems, Paul J Gillespie incorporated and the dental wellness center of Vineland Pitts, we have breaking news uh as we record this had to have you on for it, it just made it's too much sense to be on for it um it's, it's brought to it. you by our amazing merch partners at PHI apparel company uh the best in the game they are going to be part of our live tailgate podcast series this summer during baseball season and there's no doubt in our minds that you guys when you're going down to the Wells Fargo Center for for Sixers flyers wings games when you're going to citizens bank park when you're going to the link this fall or when you're just going to your local bar hanging out with with the fellas hanging out with the ladies whatever it may be you're going to stand out in the crowd with the unique designs for all that phi apparel company provides you guys can go to phiapparel.co and use code underground and you get 10 percent off any and all merch go get your trey turner merch go get your official exclusive underground sports philadelphia merch all of it is available phiapparel.co use code underground for 10 percent off any and all merch it's the most effective and direct way to support everything we're doing pits uh the the long national nightmare of waiting for one cj gardner johnson to sign in free agency has mm. come to a close it has it is it not um, a positive in terms of the uh, Eagles re-signing exactly. C.J. Gardner-Johnson. It's not. Um, but C.J. G.J., as he goes by, has signed a one-year, $8 million contract with your Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions, baby. And I love this signing because the Detroit Lions, for so many years now, have been the worst passing defense in the entire NFL. And what is the one thing, not only with this signing, but the other acquisitions they've made through free agency so far, what have they been improving? And it's their passing defense. This only solidifies it. 
You have him now going to probably be the number one corner to pair up with Jeff Okuda, who last year had that final, you know, finally had that breakout or at least some signs of positivity to show that, you know, he was worth that second overall pick. Pairing them together, uh, I love it. I, I love the signing, and goddamn, lines are back, baby. Fucking yeah. love it. It's, it's uh, sad. It's, I know it's, for it's you, a it's bummer sad. for me because CJ yeah. turned into he was born to play in Philadelphia so quick. Um, led the led the NFL in interceptions and didn't even play a full season due to that lacerated kidney injury, but came back just in time for the playoffs. Um, a number of insiders who cover the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, first one I saw was from Jeff McLean from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Tweeted uh, the skinny on why C.J. Gardner-Johnson is no longer in Philadelphia. Allegedly, the Eagles made a multi-year offer early in free agency to C.J. He was looking for more money, thought he could get more money on the open market from other teams. So he turned it down, was like, let me go you know, sift through my, my, what I think my worth is. Um, the Eagles then moved on, re-signed James Bradbury last Wednesday or last Tuesday while we were live recording the podcast, um, which was awesome. Cause that was kind of one of those moves that nobody thought was going to happen. It was almost a foregone conclusion that Bradbury was going to be gone. I thought it was gone. I thought it was going to be gone. And I love that he's back. And then obviously the, uh, three to four hours of turmoil of Darius Slay getting, allegedly released to then the Eagles reworking his deal and he's now back with the Philadelphia Eagles and will more than likely retire an Eagle. Uh, so they extended Darius Slay. So then the Eagles moved on and that was kind of, you know, where they sat with the secondary. Uh, Jeff McClain then says he slashes agent overvalued, not realizing the market slash league viewed him as a risk. So he settled for a prove it deal. Going to go back into free agency next year. Who knows what happens? Um, just an interesting, I think, timing of the announcement. I feel like that's been the case for a lot of free agent signings this offseason. Yeah. They've just been coming at all hours. Um, yeah, Sunday at, I, I mean, an hour before we went live, like nine. You know, I, I it's that's the weird thing about free agency now that I'm kind of trying to figure out what they're doing with it is that it feels like when you least expect it or there's a real lull, you just get at least one name, whether it's a big name, whether it's a niche hometown name that gets put out there and then it becomes big. It's very interesting how it's gone down right now. Yeah. Cause I mean, between that and we'll get into another signing, uh, which was one of those other like kind of foregone conclusion losses for the Eagles with Isaac Samo that happened at like 1130 last night. Uh, yeah, last night right. being Saturday night, so that was like, geez, these guys are working at all hours on these free agent Schefter contracts. doesn't sleep. Schefter it's doesn't sleep. Insane. Um, it's a bummer that CJ's gone, but I think the fact that the Eagles were able to bring back James Bradbury at the number that they brought him back at, three years, $38 million, and then rework Darius Slay's contract to essentially be like a two-year extension, um, to have those guys back as your defensive back duo, you saw the performance that Reed Blankenship had from the moment he stepped on the field to replace CJ last year when he got injured 
Reed stepped in and stepped up like he was, you know, a proven veteran and he was an undrafted free agent and was the first undrafted free agent safety to play in the Super Bowl for the Philadelphia Eagles in franchise history. Um, well, he played exceptionally well. You have two first-round draft picks this year. Free agency is a wild place. If you remember back in 2017, LeGarrette Blunt didn't sign until, like, May. The Eagles didn't trade for A.J. Brown until draft night last year. Things are just getting started. Free agency started a week ago. It feels yeah, like it's been an eternity, but yeah, really it started don't. a week ago. There's still so much that can go down. Um, it sucks on the surface that CJ's gone, but I think part of it played into the fact too. Not only did the Eagles, you know, say, "Hey, we we gotta focus on." continuing to build this team and, and making it the best it can be. So we got to move in a different direction now that you don't want to accept the offer we're giving you. I think that's part of it. And then I think the other part of the decision for CJ to go to Detroit is the familiarity with two coaches on the coaching staff being Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn. They were yeah. both in new Orleans when he mm -hmm. was in new Orleans. So that's a familiarity factor for him. Um, and it looks like CJ is trying to wear number two with the, Lions um so we'll see it's, we'll see how it works out for him I mean I think it's a good opportunity for him in the sense that now with the we're, we're at the finish line of the Aaron Rodgers saga for the Packers pretty much just waiting <laughs> the Lions uh, it's going to be between them and obviously the Bears doing a lot yeah. this offseason those two teams now are kind of on a collision course of who's going to win the NFC North um but CJ's in a, a prime opportunity to get back to the playoffs on a, a prove it deal, and then we'll see what the safety market is like going into the 2024 offseason. Yeah, maybe he cashes be. in then. That's where I see him really cashing in in the position uh, in 2024. The Lions are a great place for him to go because they're hungry. And if you look at what Dan Campbell's done, you know, Things chat, people chatter, you know, people talk around the league. And I would not be surprised if Lions players are like saying to their buddies around the league, like, hey, shit's different in Detroit now. You know, we got a legit club. We got a bunch of hungry dudes. And I, I mean, Hard Knocks was just, you know, I would say a Costco free sample of just like what the Lions can do, what, you know, their identity is. They're going to be a fun team to watch and i i think they would be the eagles biggest competition for a, a repeat at the super bowl yeah um i i still feel great about what the eagles have done this offseason have they lost some key contributors absolutely but shout out to uh to ari at my sports update he He's actually awesome. you know was giving the Eagles credit for what Howie Roseman did last year in the draft um, because, obviously, the the Eagles have lost Javon Argrave. They've lost TJ Edwards and, you know, some key contributors as uh, I'm trying to pull up the tweet here because it is, you know, a testament to how good Howie Roseman is at this whole – here it is. Uh, so the Eagles 2022 draft will be tasked with taking a big step forward next season. Philly drafted last year, uh, preparing for what's to come. Round one, Jordan Davis plays Javon Hargrave. Plus, on top of that, they drafted Milton Williams the year prior. 
So, you know, they've okay. been how he yeah. builds through the trenches. That is Howie mm-hmm. Roseman's philosophy. Round two, Jason Kelsey's handpicked center replacement, Cam Jurgens. He's going to be playing guard now with Isaac Sayamalu uh, signing with the yeah, Pittsburgh Steelers last night, which we'll get into as well. And then last year, round three, N'Kobe Dean. You lose TJ Edwards. I think everybody's ready to watch N'Kobe Dean cook and, I'm and ready be to watch the projected first-round pick that a lot of people thought he was going to be. Um, but what the Eagles have done, on top of Slay, Bradbury, they brought back Jason Kelsey, brought back Brandon Graham, brought back Fletcher Cox. And like we've mentioned on this show, I said, give those three one-year deals until they're ready to hang it up. Which... It's like Howie Roseman listens to the podcast. Um, they bring back Slay and Bradbury. Then they've gone out and they've made key additions to this team. Miles Sanders goes and gets the bag from Carolina. Salute to Miles Sanders. Very happy for him. Deserves it. He's going Absolutely. to a prime situation for him to thrive in Carolina. Reunited with Deuce Staley uh, in an offense that is pseudo familiar to him um, because Frank Reich worked with Doug Peterson and that was, you know, when Miles Sanders yeah, yeah. Was with the Eagles for, for two years with Doug. So, but the Eagles go and sign Rashad Penny, which we talked about on Tuesday's episode, for a contract that is laughable for the talent that Rashad Penny has as long as he stays healthy. $1.35 million for Rashad Penny ridiculous. behind the Eagles' offensive line is crazy. That's um, The Eagles also re signed Boston Scott. So get ready for whenever the Eagles play the Giants to. Bet on him to score some touchdowns. Over Gar- under four and a <laughs> half touchdowns. Just, just, just hammer ready. it. Just hammer it. Um, then uh, Gardner Minshew goes to the Colts. Makes a ton of sense for him to go with Shane Steichen. Uh, but then the Eagles fulfill everybody's 2015 Philadelphia Eagles fan fiction. Chip Kelly is rolling over in his grave at UCLA. And Marcus Mariota is a Philadelphia Eagle. Signs a it's one-year $5 right. million dollar contract to be the backup. And I can't tell you, Pitts, how happy I am that Marcus Mariota's here. Not even from oh, the yeah, sense man. of like my twisted, demented 2015. Yeah, you're. Yeah, other than that ridiculous reason, which I said I, I stand with. But yeah, what's this reason? So Marcus Mariota is two years older. Or no, I'm sorry, he's the same age. Really? He's like a month older than. Uh, no, I was looking at the wrong person. I was right. He's like two years older than Gardner Minshew. So he's a little okay. bit older, been in the league a little bit longer. Yep. Mariota's won a playoff game when he was with the Titans. And he said this on in an interview, I think with a radio station in Hawaii when he signed. You know, he's he's experienced almost every facet of NFL quarterbacking that you can experience outside of like the Super Bowl. He's been a starter, been a backup. He's won a playoff game. He's been injured. He's kind of gone through the ringer. He's, you know, seen Valid, different yeah. different ways of being a quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Started with the Titans with high expectations, being that number two overall pick. Goes to Oakland slash Vegas and is a backup there behind Derek Carr. And still and then, got ended well. Yeah. And then last year goes to Atlanta to be the starter and help guide Desmond Ritter along a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um as they prepare to, you know, kind of have that change in the guard, kind of be a stopgap quarterback. Mm-hmm. Marcus Mariota's skill set, in my opinion, in terms of hopefully Jalen Hurts stays healthy and the only time we see Marcus Mariota is in blowouts or the Eagles have already clinched and it's like, let's keep Jalen healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Mariota's skill set mirrors being like a poor man's Jalen Hurts. 
He still has his legs. He can run, which is super important for this offense. Mm-hmm. He can still throw the deep ball. Is his accuracy, you know, what it was at Oregon or early on in his career? No, but he can still get the ball down the field, and the Eagles have the receiving weapons to make him look more accurate than he is. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think Marcus Mariota, like, if you need him, he can win two or three games for you as a backup. And he can also, as long as the NFL doesn't get stupid, he can run that QB sneak play better than Gardner Minshew could ever dream of. I think if you put Mariota in Minshew's position last year where they lost those two games. The Eagles win that Saints game with Mariota. They, they win that Saints game 100%. And, you know, I'm the first person to trash on Mariota. But, you know, you got to give credit where credit's due. And Mariota knows how to come in to a situation and do a job. He knows how to get it done. It may not be pretty. It may not be, you know, the flashiest play. But the job's going to get done. That's exactly what you want a backup quarterback to be, especially one like Jalen Hurts where I think it's it balls to the wall even more so this year than last for that you know Super Bowl. And, you know, to have Mariota, if he does have to play behind the Eagles offensive line yeah. too, similar ilk to Rashad Penny. Like, Mariota's never played behind an offensive line as talented and as skilled and as experienced as the Eagles offensive line in his career. I would agree with that, absolutely. So that's Titans a huge benefit. That good of an offensive line, yeah. That's a huge Nobody benefit is. for him. Um, and I like that, you know, not that Minshew wasn't a great backup. He's a great vibes guy. I think he's going to be great in Indy with whatever quarterback they end up with. I just think in terms of skill set to skill set kind of quarterback what you what the what you want to do in the NFL is have a quarterback that is like a poor man's version of your starter essentially cuz nobody's going to what a backup yeah i mean not to try to be like an asshole when i say this but like that's basically what you want right like i mean even look at even look at forever. the eagles in 2017 Wentz to Foles like similar skill sets like you look what, at Wentz to Foles form even look at early patriots like Bledsoe to Brady, similar kind of quarterbacks. You look at Favre and Rodgers, similar similar quarterbacks. Like you, you want a guy who can do a lot of the same things that your starter can do, but just not as talented because that's why he's a backup. If he was as talented, he'd be a starter. Yeah, Rodgers and Favre in more ways than one were very similar. Um, Don't like that career trajectory, but that is a topic for another time uh, because I don't want to. I don't want to go down that road. Let's talk positive things, Kyle. Let's talk about fun things like the. And I mean, even look at replacing a quarterback. Look at what the Seahawks did last year, moving on from Russ and then Geno Smith. Bro, that might have been the move of the year. I I swear to God, that might have been one of the best free agent signings or trades. However, he got there. I just forget the moment of the year. I mean, just look at what he did to that franchise yeah. when everyone counted them out. It's incredible. So, I mean, you want a quarterback who can do a lot of the same things skill set wise that your starter does. And Mariota, I think fits that bill in a lot of ways for Jalen hurts. Nobody's Jalen hurts, obviously, but nobody is. He's one one And then the Eagles signed greedy Williams to a one-year contract. Uh, the details on that contract haven't come out yet but that's, it's been reported that he's coming to the Eagles, which is exciting. He's going to be a backup corner. He's going to play behind 
either Bradbury or Slay or Vontae Maddox um, and kind of be that, that rotational corner that you need. He'll play special teams. He's only 25 years old, former second-round pick. Insane. I think it's a great depth signing for the Eagles. Um, doesn't affect any like comp pick stuff, which we'll get into as well. The Eagles have a shit ton of comp picks, everybody. So, like, a whole, you know, pump the brakes a little bit on the Howie Roseman slander, but a few other free agents out there for the Eagles right now, as of this recording. Um, mm-hmm. They'll re sign Rick Lovato. Like, I feel like that's a foregone conclusion. He's one of the best long snappers in the NFL, and he's been here since John Dorenboss, you know, got traded, and then it come to find out he had a heart condition, so he had to retire. Uh, so the trade saved his life. Uh, Robert Quinn, who I think is not going to resign, he just looked extremely old last year once the Eagles traded for him. So that's a bummer, but we'll see what happens there. I would love if Sue ran it back and played one more year. I thought he was very effective for the Eagles last year when he came in midseason. Uh, uh, yeah. We'll see what happens there. That's He's 36, dream. which is wild to think about that Indomitian Sue is 36 years old. Um, oh, Linval Joseph, also a free agent. Oh. He's 34. Oh. Um would also love Linval back if possible on a one-year deal. Uh, Zach Pascal's a free agent. He's fine. You know, if he's back, he's back. If he's not, he's not. Uh, and then Tyree Jackson, who I think will get signed and be on the practice squad as a, you know, yeah. third tight end type of situation. Yep, um, I agree. But I think overall, like, Eagles free agent-wise, like, we knew Javon Hargrave was going to be gone. We knew Isaac Sayamalu was probably going to be gone. We knew Miles Sanders was going to be gone. Um I think the fact that you got James Bradbury back, Darius Slay is still here, and you already drafted replacements for a lot of these positions that you were going to end up losing last year and the year prior, plus you're adding like quality pieces across the board, I think the Eagles are having a great offseason coming off of a Super Bowl appearance. It started slow, and I actually got a little worried for the Eagles at first because it didn't look so good, but... I think what we're only a week, which is crazy that it's only been a week and the Eagles come back and, you know, even losing, uh, you know, CJ, what it just, it's a massive, it's still a good off season, which is crazy to think that you still have these guys like Jason Kelsey. I was talking about today, you know, Jason Kelsey to return, you know, Fletcher Cox returning uh, and all these guys that just, they want, they have one mission. And it's pretty clear at this point if they're coming back. Uh, Derek Gunn just tweeted uh, he's very tapped in with the Eagles to an extent as well. Um, said sources say a week ago the Eagles offered C.J. Garner-Johnson a three-year deal, two years guaranteed for more money total than the one year he signed with Detroit. More to this story I'm sure will eventually come out. Interesting. Um, and I don't want to make like any assumptions about uh, – CJ or anything, but Ralph Marlboro, big time friend of the program, comes on Eagles enemies every year. The Eagles play the Saints. Um, does a fantastic job covering the Saints. Go check out the Saints Happy Hour podcast too. Like it's it's a very fun show. Um, he tweeted um, a couple of tweets about CJ. So he said. Yeah, he led the NFL in interceptions and got less guaranteed money than 30-year-old Honey Badger got last May. Words out, he's crazy and a problem and nobody would pay him. Uh, And then followed up with, the Eagles didn't fleece the Saints for CD. 
they rented a one-year crazy person who is a major locker room problem. There are reasons Saints got nothing for him in a trade and also why Philly wouldn't pay him after he led the league in interceptions. And that's my my question to you is that were there any rumblings of that during the season? Not that I know. At least, I, I feel like on the surface, like everyone said, he's a phenomenal teammate. Like, okay. did all the right things. Like, who knows? I know that was like a big rumor about why the Saints traded him and everything. Um, but like, never any reports that I ever saw that like he was bad locker room, bad teammate type of situation. I think most of it comes down to the fact that the Eagles offered him money. He thought he was worth more. Tried to go test the market. We see what the safety market has turned into so far in free agency. And if your name's not Jesse Bates, you're not getting a lot of money at the safety position. Plus, Mm -hmm. CJ's kind of like a converted safety. He was a slot corner turned safety. So, I mean, yeah, he balled out last year, went to the Super Bowl, Probably has more interceptions if he plays a full season. But I think most of it just comes down to the fact that he thought he was worth more. The Eagles said, try and and get it, which they did to James Bradbury. They did that to Darius Slay. That's why the whole Darius Slay seeking a trade storyline came out. That's part of negotiations, everybody. Uh, That's what James Bradbury did. They said, go see what you can get on the open market. Just give us a chance to match. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the Eagles said the same thing. CJGJ felt disrespected from that aspect. Didn't get what he thought he was worth. They misevaluated the market. And that's why he's a Detroit Lion instead of a Philadelphia Eagle. So I have no ill will towards CJ Garner Johnson. He's still one of my favorite players. Like He's got swagger and confidence that the Detroit fans are going to love. And... Uh, you know, that's that. That's that's we NFL free are, agency, baby. Kyle, yes, we are gonna love it. It's gonna be awesome. So um, so I'm okay. Left. That was sad. I was say Malo going to the Steelers sucks, but you know, I think he's gonna be phenomenal there. That signing makes a ton of sense because Andy Weidel's their GM. He was here with Howie Roseman as the assistant GM, helped draft Isaac Sayamalo in 2016. We all knew Isaac Sayamalo was gonna get the bag. Makes a ton of sense. So I'm very happy for all of the Eagles that are getting the bag right now. Like, go get your bag. You went to the Super Bowl. You earned it. You helped this team get to the Super Bowl. Obviously, we didn't win it. And a lot of that has to do with the guy who's now coaching in Arizona. But, you know, that's that on that. Um, But I think another part of CJ choosing Detroit, like I mentioned, is Dan Campbell's there. Aaron Glenn's there. It's a familiarity factor. And that's why he's there. Because the Broncos thing never made sense to me outside of Sean Payton. And, like, I truly don't think Sean Payton and C.J. Gardner-Johnson got along that way. No, I don't. I could, I don't see that being a thing. No. Because um, that was the rumor. It was, like, between the Eagles and the, the Broncos. And I was like, the Broncos? The what? <laughs> Broncos suck. I don't care no who sense. you put as their head coach. They suck. Uh NFL free agency, baby. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. Uh, the most wonderful time of the year. Cheers to CD Deuce. Go go do your thing in Detroit. Cheers. Pitts um, moving on to what we have enjoyed. And there's been you want to talk about uh vehement discourse and, and just like 
Venom on the timeline. The World Baseball Classic, everybody. It's brought to you by our amazing partners over at Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. You guys can go to TomahawkShades.com, check out all their sunglasses, blue light glasses, and everything in between that they have to offer. Spring is on the way. Plus, Pitts and I, along with DJ and a bunch of people at our company, subscribe to the fact that you need sunglasses year-round, not just when the sun is year out. Year-round. I don't out. care what season it is. There's four of them, and you need four pairs of sunglasses. Piss, you had your tomahawk shades on at the parade today. I did. I, I I had them on for a little bit. Then I got handed the shamrock shades, and I was like, "We, I can't look at green through these eyes. This is a lot right now. <laughs> he so said, give I me back the back tomahawks. On, and I threw them back on, and we're like, what's popping? And I went and video with more people. It was awesome. So, And I kept my eyes protected. Because of my tomahawk shades. And we've been wearing our blue light glasses, you know, when we're editing videos and audio and watching the World Baseball Classic. Uh, former World Baseball Classic participant, John Jay. Oh, what's up? Part owner of Tomahawk Shades. So go to tomahawkshades.com, use promo code USP at checkout, and you get 25% off your order. From our friends at Tomahawk Shades, that's promo code USP for 25% off at TomahawkShades.com. Pitsy, the World Baseball Classic, has thrown the timeline into a tizzy. Oh, this is a lot right now. Uh, Team USA wins tonight. They are finals bound uh, for the second straight WBC. But so many people, and by so many people, I mean... uh, The purest. I'm sorry. AJ Brown just tweeted. That's like he getting upset at you because you left Ruth Chris to work at McDonald's and he harassed you. That's your decision. Do better. <laughs> I love AJ Brown. Oh, uh, me too. That's really the good. The baseball purists, the Mets fans, um, and just people who, oh, I know why. They would who hate fun. They hate fun. Mets uh, fans like, do hate fun. Saying the World Baseball Classic is a joke it's meaningless blah 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 uh i want everyone to know that uh every game from the weekend wraparound into the finals for the world baseball classic sold out tickets are sold out Um, and every single player who's competing has said that like they want to win this more than they want to win a world series like it means that much to them you see clips of Mike Trout celebrating and having fun for the first time in his baseball career. Like yeah. excited Mike Trout. You see Trey Turner hit that fucking moonshot of a grand slam last night yeah. against Venezuela to win the game for Team USA and greeting him are Kyle Schwarber, JT Real Muto at the plate and like he said that's like the greatest accomplishment of his baseball career to date. Like so many guys are just like all in on this and like they want everyone to know how special the world baseball classic is and just like how much importance it it brings like it truly is like the world cup for baseball and like randy arosarena playing for team mexico which if you haven't seen that full story off to send you did you see that thread hey arosarena hi uh (laughs) like that thread about his story of how he's able to play for team mexico is like beautiful um I gotta, so I'll send I that to you to, to read yeah, it. And it's it's yeah. just crazy. Like because one injury happens to an amazing player. Like, don't get me don't get it twisted. Even though he plays for the Mets, Edwin Diaz is a great closer. He's a great pitcher. It sucks that he's out for the year with that Patella injury. Yeah, that fucking just sucks. I like, yeah. But don't kid yourself 
that the fact that the injury happened in the World Baseball Classic, the very next day, Brandon Nimmo got hurt in spring training. Should we cancel spring training, too, for meaningless games? Like, I, I get you're upset and I get you're emotional about this happening, but, like, look at all of the, like, the fact that the best player on the planet, our guy, Shohei Otani, started the WBC with 1.7 million followers on Instagram. Nothing to sneeze at. Pitts, do you want to know how many followers he has on Instagram right Ooh, now? As of probably this astronomical. The last I time I checked, it was more than double. Uh, but I'm going to check it right now. As of this recording, Shohei Otani is now at 3.7 million followers. He has gained 2 million Instagram followers since the WBC started. Okay, Kyle, you are just feeding right into my theory about how, or not theory, but whatever you want, word you want to call it, of how they need, how baseball needs to market themselves better. And that's that right there just proves my point that tournaments like this or different shit is exactly how you market these players to bring business into your league. It's brilliant. It really and is. on top of that, last night, while March Madness is going on, the top three trending topics in the U.S., Trey Turner, World Baseball Classic, Team USA. Top three trending sports topics on Twitter last night. It's new. It's interesting. And people watching March Madness, I, I feel like more people now have more than one TV in their room. So... They want to watch as much as possible, and they're interested in it. And it's it's we're at a place now where, because we have players like Shohei Otani, you know, um, you know Mike Trout, all that Mookie Betts, Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, in, JT, like like they're guys that people want to see play if they're playing. So they're gonna find a way to watch it, whether it is on their TV or they're gonna watch it on their phone, like. It's a great thing for baseball. I saw people like I was like clicking through my Instagram story, like people who were on vacation for weddings in different states had like an iPad out watching Team Puerto Rico play. Like they were like, we're not missing the game. Like people care about this. Like baseball is such a, a global sport now. And it's like people want to play baseball. People care about baseball they care about competitive baseball and that's the thing too people are watching this because it's meaningful and competitive baseball like yes. i will 1000 percent be watching world baseball classic games over some like meaningless meaningless spring training game that the phillies are playing in simply because i'll get to watch three of my favorite players trey turner kyle schwarber jt real muto as long as mark DeRosa puts them in the fucking lineup uh over you know prospects that i'm i care about but it's not as competitive they're not no, like it's, it's gonna not. play an entire game like these games are passionate you see like the hype in the crowd you see the hype on the players faces like no matter who wins the other semifinal game on tuesday whether it's mexico or japan guys that game on tuesday is going to be rowdy Team USA oh. versus Team Mexico or Team USA versus Team Japan. 
there's so many storylines across the board. USA, Incredible. Mexico, like, that is just, like, pure North American, like, let's duke it out heavyweight fight. Team USA versus Japan, you have Trout versus Otani. And Japan, one of the baseball superpowers. It really is. Who have dominated their portion of the bracket in the WBC. It's going to be electric, and I can't wait. Like, Team USA has some of the best superstars on their roster, and if he wasn't hurt, Bryce Harper would be playing. Imagine Bryce Harper's passion during this World Baseball Classic if he was playing good night. He would be electric. Good night. He would be electric media, social media. Oh, content. my God. If Harper yeah. smashed a home run, I, I would be the levitating SpongeBob meme with Travis Scott playing just because, like, his passion yeah. is un, unmatched. It really and, is. like, yeah. To see, like, I would have paid money to see Bryce Harper's full-blown reaction to Trey Turner's Grand Slam against Venezuela. Oh, that's his boy. Like They're best friends. Like, yeah. They're teammates again now. Like, it would have been unbelievable. It, it would have, that, see, that's how you make baseball fun again. And it's brilliant. This is this is my call out here because I would love to have him on because he has been caping. Just as j even harder for the WBC than we have. We've been in on it since the jump, but I'm calling him out right now. Jared Carabas, come on the pod. Yo, would love to talk WBC. My guy would love to talk WBC with Jared. Yeah, I want to hear his thoughts about the tribal chief, too. Let's I, go. I, I want nothing more than oh, I, yeah, me, you, Jared, talking WBC. Oh, that'd be incredible. Let's make it happen. Carabas, come on the pod. Um, but World Baseball Classic's been electric. People have been talking about it. Your casual fans have been talking about it. And I think especially like here, because there are so many Phillies on the roster, when somebody from the Phillies does something, Schwarber with that home run that he had in the opening round, Trey Turner the past couple of nights now, JT has just been on fire because that's what the best catcher in baseball does. Like, people care. They want to see their guys playing competitive baseball, and that's what the WBC is. It's okay to be upset that one of your star players got injured. But don't say that the World Baseball Classic is meaningless because it doesn't mean something to you personally. Mm, it means so much to the people competing. The guys want, you know, you look at all the teams that are playing and they've got like their best of the best pitchers pitching for them. Where Team USA, it's kind of lacking a little bit. You know, it's not the best of the best. Like, imagine if you had some of the best pitchers on the planet pitching yeah. for Team USA. Um, yeah. You know, chill. the guys are trying to convince the pitchers to take that lead. You like, one, this is going to be a surprising thing for a lot of people. I typically don't align with a lot of things John Smoltz says. He's, he's not my favorite commentator. I'm shocked. I am he shocked. He said something tonight on the broadcast that made so much sense that was combating the negativity towards the WBC. You know, you look at Edwin Diaz getting hurt. Jose Altuve got injured last night. He's going to be out two to three months uh, with a fractured finger. So that's a bummer, too, for the Astros and, you know, just baseball as a whole. No matter how you feel about Altuve, like, it sucks. You know, when he's one of the best players in baseball, it sucks that they're not out there. But... You can't go into – it's like going into spring training with this mindset, but you can't go into any baseball situation or any sports situation thinking, what if I get hurt? What if I get injured? You, you know, can't. Yeah. You can't go in thinking like that 
because then you're just going to hold yourself back from being able to compete at the highest level because you're going to have that that message in the back of your head like just creeping up on you at all times and you're not going to play your best. And you're going to always have that thought that whatever move I make, it could lead to an injury. And when that happens, just the way the world works, when you fixate on something, even you know positive or negative, it's bound to happen. So when you fixate on an injury, that's when the more probability it's going to happen. You can't go in with that mindset, like you said. And also for the fans, like you getting mad about it is just because of the sheer fact that you uh, you can't step out of the box and re- and see the big picture of the event, or you know you're you're kind of just looking at it from your lens where it's like no this is a good thing for baseball it's a good thing for uh the players and whatever but the issue is not you know the event itself it's just like what you said what happens if it happens in spring training you you just yeah we're i'm regurgitating the same points but yeah i'm with you yeah you can't go into it with that mindset, a little update here. CJ Gardner Johnson just tweeted, "Thank you, Philly organization. Definitely was a hell of a ride." Prayer hands emoji. So, seems like no ill will from CJ. No ill um, will there. No. But yeah, I mean, the World Baseball Classic's been so entertaining. Like that is on my bucket list of like events Ooh, I'd love to go to. Like to go. the next one when it comes around in four years, which will be 2026, 2027. Um, I would love to go because the games in the U.S. too have been unbelievable. Arizona and Miami have had unbelievable atmospheres, unbelievable just crowds, and I'd love to be a part of that. So, mm. putting it on the the bucket list of uh, attending the WBC and um, looking forward to the championship game Tuesday night. It's going to be electric. We might live stream it depending on what we have going on here. So. Stay tuned for that. Um, but, yeah, I think this year the WBC has been unbelievable, especially with the superstars playing for Team USA. Yeah. In the past, it's been, like, it's, been, it's been so hit or miss with, like, the stars playing. And now that you've had superstars playing for Team USA, it, it's really fun to watch and seeing these guys play in what the All-Star game is, like, chalked up to be. But it's competitive and you're playing against the best in the world. So, uh, Team USA going for a back-to-back title. Uh, on Tuesday against either Mexico or Japan, and that's going to be fucking electric. Um, Pitts, let's give the people a little underground madness update. It's brought to you by our awesome energy partners over at Dubby Energy, who have been keeping us energized all tournament long, uh, and they keep us energized all the time. Dubby uh, was tired of big energy brands, you know, just just valuing profit and, and not doing the right things. They were tired of big energy favoring profit over quality and making energy drinks loaded with jitters, maltodextrin filler, which pits I did find out truly. I, I looked this up. Maltodextrin filler. Yes, please inform me. That is when companies put in artif not you know, for lack of a better term, like artificial things to fill up the product as a whole to make it seem like the bag or the container is more full and it's got additives and preserves to like make things look and feel more full than it actually is. Okay, interesting. W doesn't do that. You're getting what you're paying for, and I love that for them. 
they were tired of energy drinks with artificial colors and dyes like that garbage red 40 that comes in a bunch of the red drinks that you, you guys see out there sugars and other bs uh just take a peek for yourself on the nutrition labels of all the energy drinks you may be drinking right now they grew upset with these types of energy drinks and decided to wage the war on big energy by releasing their own energy drinks, which are cleaner and jitter and crash free. Pitts and I can confirm this. We have had the product. It is absolutely it. unbelievable. Oh, jitter. It's really cool. It's great. It's really nice. It's so nice. And it's like tasty. Like it's delicious oh, it's flavors. Fun. The ga the galaxy grenade is easily my favorite. It's it was... so good. Uh, so here's to paving the road for a better future for energy drinks where the status quo is no longer profits over quality, where quality matters, and where energy drinks don't get a bad rap for being unhealthy and harmful to consume. And guys, they just had a huge restock on a bunch of their product, including the Big Energy Tears Drink Tub, which is the blue raspberry flavor that I have coming to the studio this week. It just shipped right before we started recording. I can't wait to try this flavor. Um, also back in stock, the passion joy tea, which is passion fruit, iced tea, the push and punch fruit punch flavor, the beach and peach, which I'm sipping on right now, the white peach mango cooler. And within the next week back in stock will be the dub sludge, which is the green apple and secret sauce and Pitts's flavor of choice that he got with his shaker cup starter pack, the galaxy grenade in tub form. I gotta get that for my work. That's that's gonna energize me to sling some fish. Which, if okay, you need to know what the flavor is there for the people, it is watermelon, guava, and lime explosion. Yeah, that's two out of the three favorite things in my taste buds. I'll tell you that. And if you need to, you know, just stay hydrated, but maybe you're trying to cut back on caffeine a little bit. They've got the caffeine-free Monkey Madness Hydro Hydration, which is strawberry banana flavored. Uh, so you can go to w.gg, use code underground. You get 10% off any and all orders. They're the best. It's an effective and direct way to support us. Go clean up your energy game. And they're my favorite tagline of theirs pits is just be better, be better. It's, I get told that all the time. Just be better. <laughs> w.gg code underground, 10% off your order. Be better. With w. Be better. Pits. Be better. Pits underground madness. And here. This is exactly where we need to be better because holy shit, my bracket. What a tournament it has been. Uh, we have one game left uh, for opening weekend that is playing right now. They're in the second half, uh, TCU and Gonzaga. Um, but the Sweet 16 round is going to be one hell of a ride. And I just looked at my bracket right now. I am currently tied for second in underground matches. There's no fucking. I don't know how. It might have been because uh, the old boys at FAU got the job done and Miami got the job done against Indiana, and I might have picked both of those. So shout out to oh, the boys. Uh, it's been a wild bracket. Um, just looking, you know, from uh, the round of 64 to the round of 32. Crazy upsets. We had another 16 beat a one. Shout I out to FAU. I really didn't think it was going to be possible again, but they fucking did it. That dude is so big on Purdue. I said it on the on our stream that we did. I was like, I'm all in on this guy. They showed that highlight of him. Seven and, for four, Zach Eady goes down to the Fairleigh Dickinson University oh Knights. God, 
And uh, we had a 13 seed upset Virginia. Furman, the Paladins, shout out. I called that from the jump. If you go back in reactions or whatever, what I called it would predict. It would. Uh, we had Arizona lose in the opening round uh, to Princeton. Shout out to the Ivy League. Shout out to Jersey, dude. Are you kidding me? New Jersey, Jersey bracket Jersey. busters. What can we say? They're better than you. Um, Duke goes down in the round of 32. It's a great day when the Blue Devils lose. Yeah. It's a great day. Uh, I think the most enter- – I said this on the stream. I said this on the stream. The most entertaining game we would get would be that Memphis FAU game. And boy, oh boy, was it a roller coaster ride, but FAU oh, got cool. the job done. Shout out to the Owls. Um, that game was super entertaining. Uh, we had Marquette go down in the round of 32 today to Michigan State. It's no, January, February. Izzo. Yeah. Tom Izzo strikes again in March. He's going on to the Sweet 16. Dude, Marquette uh, was in my Final Four. That is just fucking terrible. Okay. Kentucky loses. This is the first time since oh, 1980 that we do not have a single blue blood school in the Sweet 16. Somebody's taking the red pill. Uh, we had what were the uh, Pittsburgh wins in the uh, the opening round? The 11 seed upsetting. They were a play in team as well. They upset Iowa State. You can never trust Iowa State in the tournament. I told you guys that on the live stream. Uh, Texas A&M made me look like an absolute buffoon. They got mollywhopped by Penn State. Uh, in the opening round, I called. I know Kansas that. loses to Arkansas in the round of 32. That's crazy insane. game there. Uh, UConn made St. Mary's look like a joke. They're moving on to the Sweet 16. Uh, UCLA handled business. They're moving on as well as they await the winner of TCU and Gonzaga. Uh, Miami moves on. They're playing Houston. And then uh, the Sweet 16 right now looks like this pits. It'll be Alabama versus San Diego State who move on to the Sweet 16 for the first time, I think, since 2014. Shout out to Stephen McAvoy, the Mountain West, repping in the Sweet 16. Only team from the Mountain West to win (laughs) any of their games. Uh, Creighton will play Princeton in the other side of the South bracket. It'll be FAU versus Tennessee in the East, as well as Kansas State and Michigan State. The Midwest, it'll be Houston and Miami, and then Xavier and Texas. And then we have Arkansas versus UConn, and then the winner of Gonzaga That's TCU so against UCLA. Arkansas UConn's gross. Um, Shout out to Eric Musselman getting shirtless for the people. Did you see that clip? No, I did not. He walked over to the stands, took his shirt off, and was waving it around and yeah. hit a woo pig suey. I love that. I love. Shout out to the Must Bus man. This is March. This is March. We have one four seed remain, or I'm sorry, two four seeds remaining. We have two two seeds. We have two one seeds. Two one seeds make it to the Sweet 16. Houston and Alabama. And then the lowest possible seed remaining is number 15, Princeton. The only double digit seed to make it through. That's wild to me. Followed by number nine, FAU. FAU, Cinderella. They're going to be the Cinderella. I I have them as a Cinderella. They are in my 
Elite Eight? Yeah. Okay, I have my, my Elite yeah, Eight. I haven't beaten Texas. I almost had them in my Final Four, but I had Kentucky in my Final Four. Oh, that's brutal. That's but I still have three out of my four Final Four teams, which is exciting. And I have five out of my eight Elite Eight. Those are good odds. So it's a great, it's a great look right now for the boy. Uh, pretty good look. It's pretty good look. Right now, a little update on Underground Madness, uh, our annual bracket challenge tournament, which tons of prizes up for grabs. We got some great merch in the works for uh, some of the top finishers as well with PHI Apparel Company. But right now, uh, Red Dub Hawks is in first place all alone with 430 points. Still waiting on one game left, obviously, with Gonzaga and TCU. Uh, and then there is a one, two, three, four, five, six-way tie for second with, you with 420 there. points. Myself in there as well. Uh, pretty wild stuff. And then it goes down to uh, a tie for eighth, 14th, 21st, 25th, and then uh, keeps on chugging along. But of the teams – with uh, 420 points, I am tied for second most points available, and everyone tied for second except for one has more maximum points available than our first place uh, champion right now. Okay, nice, nice. 1,520 points available for the boys still, so let's go. <laughs> let's it's go. We're trying to win the numbers. bracket. Let's grab them. Let's catch them all. Um. Great bracket turnout this year, though. We have a, a group of 70-plus, which is by far, I think, the most we have ever had. Definitely supersedes last year. Um, so shout-out to everybody that's been uh, in our bracket, and we'll get an update out for the people early in the morning with the standings uh, for Underground Madness. But we said it on the stream on Sunday for Selection Sunday. This was going to be the most unpredictable March Madness we have had in such a long it's time. It's been very unpredictable. There's no definitive, like top dog type of teams you know every team kind of has their own flaws so it was going to be an unpredictable tournament regardless yeah no it's been very unpredictable and the see like you're stabbing teams that come in have the most hype and you know they just get upset it's upset city this year which i mean that just shows college basketball it doesn't matter any given any given tournament game any given tournament game and i mean Third straight year, we've had a 15 upset of two. Second time in history, we've had a 16 upset of one. And within like a three-year span, too. Like Shout out to that, UMBC. Whoever runs UMBC's Twitter account, phenomenal job. Oh, they, they tweeted the, the money in the world. They tweeted the gif of Millhouse from The Simpsons, us for the last, whatever it was, three or four years, and just tossing the Frisbee to himself. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. And then they were like, we have a friend now. We have a friend, don't you? They did a phenomenal job tweeting. And they also said, hey, you can be, you can congratulate FDU while not, you know, bagging on uh, Purdue and and attacking them. You know, it's it's college athletics. Like, I I loved everything UMBC's Twitter admin did. So shout out to them. Big props. Uh, I mean, I'm already geared up for next weekend like i'm excited for sweet 16 elite eight like it's it's one of the best times of the year and it's crazy that the first weekend is like coming to a close it's felt like an eternity with like just the amount of games and like i took off from the day job on thursday this year and like it was just like wow this this is peak 
peak sports fandom. It's just it really four is. straight days of March Madness. There's nothing like it. I agree. Um. So yeah, shout out to March Madness. Shout out to uh, everybody who's participating in Underground Madness. If you don't already, I want to get ahead of this. If you don't already, hopefully everybody who's competing listens to the pod as well. Have your bracket named with your Twitter handle. Please do that so we can have the easiest way of finding you if you do end up winning. Um, It is difficult to navigate if we don't know your Twitter (laughs) handle. uh, DM you to get you prizes and stuff like that. So, Um. Make sure you do that. Make sure you do that. Uh, but Pitts, let's let's wrap up with Sixer Celtics talk. Uh, it's it's brought to you by our awesome partners over at Kenwood Beer, the official beer of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Too many of those today. You got to gear up for every sporting event going on with our boys at Kenwood Beer. Uh, use that all new and improved Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. You can also get it at your local liquor store if you're in the Philly area, your local home goods as well if you're in eastern Pennsylvania. Uh, Kenwood Beer, it is, uh, it's the most magical time of the year. They are the best light beer in Philadelphia. It's the beer that loves you back. Uh, KenwoodBeer.com is the place to check out all their information. Uh, it's 4.1% ABV, 127 calories, 10 grams of carbs, light body, light calories, plenty of flavor, the best light beer on the planet, KenwoodBeer.com. Must be 21 or older to consume and purchase. And, of course, please drink responsibly. Pitsy, Sixers Celtics is heating up. It's, it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's that time of the year. It's that time of the year where the Sixers are finding their groove. And right now... If the season ended today, the Sixers would, in fact, be the two-seed due to uh, just scheduling and one less loss in the loss column than the Celtics have. They shouldn't even have it, but whatever. <laughs> it's uh, it's They can't finish games. It's the biggest issue I have. And when it comes to the Sixers, I mean, I'm no idiot. You know, I know the Sixers are a very good basketball team, and they have, you know, obviously Embiid, all that, but... The Celtics' biggest issue right now is that they can't finish games and they don't hit shots where they're playing the Sixers this week coming up, which, you know, it's a big game. be a nice win to get, especially going into playoff time to regain that two seed. I just don't know. Like, Jalen Brown is a liability at the free throw line, and, you know, that's where it matters most when you want to win games. It's uh, it's fun right now for the Sixers. They're playing very well. Um, Sixers are on an eight-game win streak, if I'm not mistaken. All started by ending the Bucks' 16-game winning streak back on March 4th. They have since beaten the Pacers, the Timberwolves, the Blazers on that amazing Joel Embiid near buzzer beater finish. Uh, in South Philly with 1.1 seconds to go, they beat the Wizards. They beat the Cavs. They trounced the Hornets on Friday and on Saturday dismantled the Pacers once again by 20 points, 141 to 121. The Sixers' upcoming schedule, though, they have two games uh, against the Bulls on a back-to-back. It's a home-and-home, so they'll be in Philly on Tuesday. I'm sorry, on Monday. uh, And then travel day, then Wednesday night, 8 o'clock in Chicago, before they head out west for three games out west against the Warriors, the Suns, and the Nuggets. 
tough road trip there. You gotta you gotta play with the big dogs if you want to be a big dog. Um, then they come home for two against the Mavericks and the Raptors before essential playoff basketball for two games on the road against the Bucks, at home against the Celtics, and then they wrap up against the Heat at home. That's the final home game of the season for the Sixers. And then they go on the road against the Hawks and the Nets. Um, and then okay. the playoffs are here. It's crazy to think the NBA playoffs are right around the corner. So insane. They're right around the corner. Um, that is just wild. The Sixers are playing phenomenal basketball right now. And it's great to see that they're like hitting their stride. Embiid, Harden, Maxi all look fantastic. Um, just hopefully it continues, you know, for our sake here. And uh, I think the biggest test will be that three-game West Coast road trip and you throw in that Mavericks game, even though it's at home. Mavericks are, are still a good basketball team. And then those two games on the road, or, you know, not on the road, one's on the road. Uh, the two games against the top dogs in the East, along with yourself, the, the Bucks mm. and the Celtics games. That's essential playoff basketball. Yeah, those, those for, are games must wins for both sides. Yeah, both, both sides. sides. You know, it, that that's going to determine the top three seeding in the East because you look at the Bucks' schedule remaining. This is what the Bucks have. Bucks don't play again until Wednesday uh, when they're home against uh, a terrible Spurs team. Then they go on a four-game road trip against the Jazz, the Nuggets, the Pistons, and the Pacers. Then on Thursday, March 30th, they're home against the Celtics. So that'll be a, a dogfight of a game there. And then Sunday, April 2nd, they uh, host the Sixers. Then their final four are on the road against the Wizards, and then home against the Bulls, the Grizzlies, which will be a tough game, and then at Toronto. Yeah, the Grizzlies got a lot of shooters. So that is the Bucks schedule. This is the Celtics' remaining schedule as we uh, we come down the stretch. Celtics' next game is Tuesday on the road against Sacramento, a good team this year, surprisingly. They've been playing Shocking very well. One. Then uh, Friday at home against the Pacers, Sunday at home against the Spurs, then Tuesday, March 28th, on the road against the Wizards before that road game against the Bucks on March 30th. Then you uh, you have a back-to-back there. You come home to play the Jazz. Then you go on the road April 4th to play the Sixers. Then you're home against the Raptors for two. And then home against the Hawks. Arguably, Celtics have the easiest of the schedules remaining. Easily. Where yeah, I would say they have the, the better. Your toughest opponents outside of the Bucks and Sixers, it's the Kings. That's Easily your toughest. We're weirdly the two in the West. Like the Bucks still have a game here. against the Grizzlies, which is a, a very tough matchup, even without John ja Morant, if he's yeah. back or not. You know, well, but the whatever. the Bucks still have to play the Nuggets. That's a tough game. That's a tough uh, game. And then they have the Grizzlies in there, and the Raptors, who can kind of be pesky, but they're not. You know, that's a Raptors good word. The Raptors is pesky. They're, they just same with the Hawks, there. and like the Hawks and the Raptors are fighting for that that play-in position as well. Like, they're trying yeah. to make the play-in tournament and everything. So um, they have something even more to, so to play for. So, yeah, yeah that's going to be – So they got, they got to win games down the stretch here to kind of fend off the Pacers and the Wizards uh, from getting in uh, for that 10-seed spot. But, I mean, the Sixers have the toughest schedule of the three, having to play the Suns, the Warriors, the Nuggets, the Mavericks, the Bucks, the Celtics. Oh, like, yeah. Tough ass schedule down the stretch for the Sixers. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. I would. But I mean, the fact that we all play each other in that span too, down the stretch, is going to be really good games. Magnificent, meaningful NBA basketball in April. Outside of the playoffs, which is super exciting. It's going to determine who's the one, who's the two, and who's the three. Because right now the Bucks are 51-20. and 20. The Sixers are 48-22, and 22, two and a half games behind the Bucks, And then the Celtics are 49-23, and 23, which effectively has them two and a half behind the Bucks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Sixers are only ahead because one less loss in the loss column. Uh, and just mm-hmm. winning percentage-wise, they're at 686. The Celtics are at 681. I'm excited for this down the stretch. Like those oh, those games dude. of Bucks Celtics, Bucks Sixers, and then Sixers Celtics are going to be absolutely electric. Oh my god, they're going to be so good. That's going to be NBA at its peak this season. Like absolutely, no free ads. So I won't shout out where I'm looking for some of these, but you look at the the ticket prices for the Sixers Celtics game right now on April 4th, which is a Tuesday cheapest ticket i'm seeing right now kind of across the board is over a hundred dollars a ticket for yeah, a tuesday night well yeah okay for a tuesday night in april it is pretty substantial yeah over a hundred dollars ticket yeah uh, cheapest sick. right now on some app and this is standing room is a hundred and ten dollars oh at the really? Wells Fargo Center. So like that that's a hot ticket. That's a playoff game essentially. That's the oh, cheapest yeah, yeah. you're gonna get a playoff ticket. Yeah. <laughs> for the foreseeable yeah, future. Yeah. So looking forward to uh the the stretch run here of NBA basketball that involves both of our teams and uh it's Vamos Los Sixers all the way, baby. Um yeah, 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 cool. <laughs> I don't know. You put me in. You put baby in a the corner there. You really put baby in a the corner there. <laughs> Pitsy, uh, talk to the people. You were at the Southeast St. Patrick's oh, Day Parade. Yeah. Give us a little teaser preview of what's to come for the 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 first official installment of your new Man on the Street series, Pits on Parade. Yeah. So uh, I gave the Philadelphians a little taste of how we do St. Patrick's day in Boston with the, you know, I would say infamous at this point, St. Patrick's day parade. And I got some interviews, got some man on the street clips. I got some videos of, you know, Mis amigos and I, you know, cheering it up, doing some Irish car bombs. So that was fun. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know what an Irish car bomb is, it is uh, Guinness and then you have Bailey's shot, and you drop the Bailey's shot glass into the Guinness and drink it before it curdles. I got mine before it curdled, so, you know, pro over here. But, yeah, it was a lot. It was uh, a good time. Uh, that's why I have zero voice, uh, if you can imagine. And, uh, yeah, it was just – it's it's going, it's going to be fun. I, I really like doing it, and it was a good first taste of, you know – what is to come with it yeah i'm uh i'm excited to see all the footage it's going to be on our youtube channel this is pitts's new uh content series for underground sports philadelphia he's gonna be doing a ton of stuff we have plans for october which is you know way down the line but comic-con is going to be a time oh it's gonna be um but yeah looking forward to more of these and uh hoping to make it like a weekly 
type of series on the YouTube channel, but this is going to be the first big installment, your first uh, full-blown rodeo. You got a tease of it, everybody, on uh, you know Super Bowl Sunday. We, uh, we had a little tease out there for the people with what was to come with Pits on Parade, but I'm excited, man. I, I think this is you know your wheelhouse, and I think it's only going to get better and better the way the more you continue to uh, oh, yeah. go out there with the people and you're in one of the biggest, you know, markets in the country to attack oh, content wise. So. There is a bunch of uh, weirdos out there in the world that just say <laughs> that there are a bunch of weirdos that want to talk on camera. So, so I can't wait for all the footage to come in and uh, we're hopefully going to get this out for the people as soon as possible. Yeah. Uh, not so tonight. I'll tell you that. Subscribe yeah. to the YouTube channel. So you don't miss out on that. We'll have, uh interview clips from the the video on our instagram and on youtube shorts and everything uh but definitely go check out pits uh because that content is going to be i think some of the best shit we put out from this company ever yeah i i hope so i really do looking forward to it make sure you guys are following us at underground phi twitter instagram facebook.com slash underground sports phi follow pits on twitter at pat underscore pits and pitsy 35 on instagram follow me on twitter at kbizz l311 and kbizz l e11 on instagram and of course underground sports philadelphia is presented by the city of vineland uh, the City of Vineland Municipal Calendar features city-organized, city-sponsored, and city-affiliated events that are of public interest. Maybe we'll have to look at the calendar and have Pitts come to a big event in Vineland to oh my Pitts God. on Parade. You don't, you don't, you want it. The people want it. The people need it. The there might be one. It. There might be one that we might need to get you down here for. Like, it's got to be one. You, the you the Isaiah Pacheco Parade. One. We might have that, to have you. Dude, that is... Pits on parade with Pacheco. The P's are all there. All the P's. P's and Q's, baby. What <laughs> about P's and Q's? Oh, I... uh, the calendar, which is accessible at vinelandcity.org, is a good way for residents and visitors to build awareness, remain engaged with city government, and participate in local events. You can also follow the city of Vineland on social media via their Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube pages. Through these tools, you can stay connected to the community and get important announcements about programs and services offered by the city. Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. Also, big shout out to our sponsors who make this show happen, along with the city of Vineland, Main Auto LLC, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, and our awesome merch partners, PHI Apparel Company, Go to phiapparel.co, use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any and all orders. It's the best and most effective way to support us and everything we're doing here. When you get your merch, tag us. We want to see where you're rocking your merch from. And uh, PHI Apparel Company will be part of our live tailgate series this summer during baseball season, which we will have a ton of details for Monday afternoon. So by the time you're listening to this, details about our podcast tailgate series will be out for april 8th 2023 be ready it's going to be magnificent but this has been episode number 517 of underground sports philadelphia presented by the city of Vineland. for pitsy i'm kb shout out to cd deuce go do your thing in detroit brother and uh we'll be back live on wednesday night getting set for the sweet 16 and the elite eight along with anything else that pops up across the board in the Philly sports universe. But until then, I'm KB. 
for Pitsy. We're getting the heck up out of here, and we're signing off. Peace. Peace.